All right, all you stiffies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> stiffies. All right, if you hadn't listened to yesterday's episode, which would be strange, uh, maybe you just listen to Fridays only. And there's a lot of people that actually just select one day and just listen to that weekly. We talked about working stiffs yesterday, and I brought it up, and it was a question mark because we didn't know what a working stiff was. So we're following up on that, and Kelly found it on the internet. Of course, everything's on the internet, including my address, which is great. Do you want to share what working stiff means? From my very detailed research, it seems to refer to a hardworking employee. It was first heard in the 1930s and describes your average guy or gal who works at a not very interesting or stimulating job for wages that mean a paycheck to paycheck existence. Which we're still left to wonder why stiff. And we had all these thoughts back and forth. I know that, well, in my previous industry, we called or the slang and derogatory old fashioned term for a dead body was a stiff. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're like zombified and they're just kind of going through the motions and they're stiff because they're kind of dead inside. Let's go with that. Mm. All right. Random segue. Random segue. I'm thinking I've loved almost every job that I've had except for one. So the only the only job that I could say that I would feel like I was a working stiff and I absolutely hated and I, I didn't like what I did and I didn't like myself as I was doing it and I had to leave because I couldn't live with myself was sales recruiter. I was a headhunter for fortune 500 companies that were trying to recruit for their sales force. And basically I was taking people, recruiting them out of their comfort in their company. They were well, high performing people and yanking them and pushing them into another company just to make a commission. Mm-hmm. And then the salespeople themselves, I just, I feel like I needed to take a shower after that because they were just gross. Never, never been excited about salespeople. So what, what, what position or what job, Kelly, would you consider to be something that you would be like, nah, and, and if you did undertake it would probably qualify as a working stiff. I don't know. I'm really probably the wrong person to ask. I've done some jobs that involved a lot of like repetitive work that people would think of as boring. But Mm. in those positions, I often uh, felt bursts of creativity. I think I'm going to test you on this. I'm going to I'm going to test my knowledge of you. Mm -hmm. This is what I think you would want to just probably blow your own head off with. Go for it. Okay. You would be working in a nail salon in a very wealthy upscale neighborhood and you would have to be putting uh, your hands on people's feet and using a burnisher bar to take off their calluses while they talked about their Land Rover and their trip to Aruba. I'm honestly feeling nauseous as you describe it. Yeah, no, that that, that wouldn't be my cup of tea at all. I, I, I wouldn't be stiff, though. I would be like doubled over from yeah. retching. Well, and the the upshot is this. There's probably four or five Kellys right next to you. Yeah, you've mentioned that my name is often a, an Americanized version of, of some... Um, Chinese or Vietnamese. Other names, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When your name has like six X's in it, uh, you're just going to change it to Kelly. Yeah. That's apparently the go-to. Why no not? offense to my hairdresser or to my former pedicurist. But anyway... 
Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Five minutes it's later. It's fucking Friday. <laughs> and I'm faking excitement because I couldn't give a shit. Because every day's Friday for me now. Episode 554. It is the 8th of July. Kelly, do you want to take the gift of the day? Try everything once. If it doesn't please you, try again. Yes. The day dedicated to bonding and a loose interpretation of Ed Geisel's green eggs and ham. Uh Ed Geisel, better known as Dr. Seuss to millions of kids globally. True. And Kelly, while I can't identify with Sam I am himself, in fact, I'm basically his opposite, I would say. I have routinely fallen victim to a common pitfall. I've had bad first impressions, and I've allowed those impressions to taint my perspective to the degree that I shut down any future interest in whatever those things were. And I know that when I articulate that in that way, it sounds like a priori, but I'm willing to bet that I don't suffer alone. And I'm sure you can recall a time where you had had a bad first experience with something and wrote it off for the future. And then when you were encouraged or enticed or prodded or dared, tried it again and either confirmed that you were not a fan or were blissfully surprised at how it was nothing like you recalled it in the first exposure. Yeah, I feel like I've been actually really consistent in my likes and dislikes over time. But I did just let you rub my feet the other day. So given what we just discussed, I think that says something about my open-mindedness. Progress. Progress. And your feet aren't as disgusting as you described to me. My feet are not disgusting at all, people. <laughs> I have one broken toe that will never touch the ground again. But they're I clean. I was just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you had this big reveal about your broken foot <laughs> it was a meditation accident everybody <laughs> topic for another day that alone oh my god anyway i think you can guess where my illustrative story comes from as we're being graced with wafts of the barbecue outside right now what smells, do you smell smells like curry curry indian food in general as a kid i was living in white suburbia and i had limited exposure to cultures outside of latin x eastern european and persian because i was in the east bay of the bay area san francisco and i had a paper route and one of the customers was indian east indian to be specific and i would go to their home once a month to collect for my services and the house smelled absolutely horrible and you could smell it literally from the street and at one point, I was contemplating eating the cost of their newspaper because standing on their porch with the door open was literally a torturous, nauseating experience. So I would hold my breath as long as I could and return to my bike dizzy. Oh, man. I, I can attest to the shock of it for people not exposed in their formative years. Uh, for me, I really wasn't exposed to it until college, um, living in the very colorful Kenmore Square neighborhood of Boston near Fenway Park. My friend Bethany, who you met. Oh, yeah. um, What's up, Bethany? Shout out to Bethany. What up, Bethany. Uh, Bethany had an apartment above an Indian restaurant uh, that made Ugh. me associate that smell with the cockroaches that were always climbing the walls in oh, that building. Um, and now, you know, 30 years later, one of my, and I think your favorite pizzas, is from Curry Pizza House. So there's progress again. I wish you hadn't brought that up. No, oh, I'm jonesing God. like it is mad. so wonderful. In fact, you know what? That's what we're going to have tonight. Curry Pizza yeah, House. Yeah, we're going to Curry Pizza. Period. Let's go. And if you're ever in San Jose, there's, there's one in San Jose. We're going to go to the one in San City. 
There's there's one in San Jose. Three bucks for draft beer. Sixteen ounce draft beer. What's up? Yes. Oh my god. So there there is a tree grows in Brooklyn, so to speak. It's called the Curry House. And Curry Pizza House. It's it's in San Jose. Anyway, uh, to continue my story, when I got home one day, I shared my experiences with my parents, and they were quick to assume that what I was enduring was just the curry. And I don't fault my parents. They were from a different generation, but it's something to be mindful of as an adult, and I took into my parenting and coaching. So be careful with your words, and even more careful with stating assumption as fact. From that day forward, I carried in my mind that the notion of curry was terrible and that I hated curry. Mm -hmm. So I deliberately avoided any Indian food. And when I would smell something that was even close to that smell, I diverted until I met a woman that loved Indian food and claimed that curry was the best thing on the planet. I was like dumbfounded. I'm like, what? So I vehemently disagreed. And she, of course, was disappointed. Later, as we often did, we got into debates and over something that we both claimed we were correct on. And to make things fun and lighthearted, we would bet who was right and wager something. The loser had to follow through. Often it was a massage or something fun, which was mutually beneficial. But today she was certain she was correct. So she wagered the big gun. (laughs) If she was right. I'd have to go with her to her favorite Indian food restaurant and eat curry. Dun, dun, dun. That to me was the equivalent of going all in in a poker game. And I had started to immediately question my convictions. But being a man of some level of pride, I accepted the wager. And you can guess the rest. Mm -hmm. And today, as we sit here smelling the homemade curry that I created in the kitchen and used as rub on our pork chops, I can say this without a doubt that this was a bonding experience that taught me more about me than anything else. Never take a first impression for gospel and open yourself up to the possibility of the one-off. Another for instance, if your first experience of Mexican cuisine was Taco Bell and you adopted, rightfully so, the belief that it was truly shite and that mexican food was shite and wisely steered clear of said mexican food you were obviously missing out on a whole entire world of amazingness so once again as the homework bell goes off sounds a little bit like the taco bell bell doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) this one again wrote itself go out and retry so i really we really want to hear what you're trying for the second time after swearing it off due to a bad first impression. And we want to hear how it turned out for you. Right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And strangely enough, this could be a thing. If you went out to fly a kite one day and it didn't work out (laughs) and you said, screw this and you threw it in the closet, what should they do today, Kelly? You better get that kite and you better go outside and try it again. Go fly your kites. Yako Key.